0: you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. I'm your host this morning, broadcasting from the Mustard Seeds box room in the back of the store, if you... uh... (laughs) We're looking for me. You won't find me very easily. (laughs) Uh, We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, so thanks for joining us. We've had a great morning. If you've missed any of our conversations we've had so far, I had Jan on for our Christmas at the Cathedral. Sounds like it's going to be an amazing uh, performance again this year. Then we've had Jenna Blake and Father Tom Hartman. They were talking about the single mothers group that has started at St. Michael's Parish. If you've missed either of those interviews, you can always check them out on our podcast page. We usually get our podcasts up the same day, so just check this afternoon for it on realpresenceradio.com. And we're moving right along. We have uh, Jenny Strzok in the hot seat. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. It's been a while. It has been a while. I was (laughs)
2: trying to remember the last time I've
1: done this with you. I don't know. It's been a little while. It's Mm -hmm. been a little while. So Mm -hmm. tell the listeners a little bit about who you are.
2: Um, Yeah, so I am the admissions director for all of our schools. Um, I have a husband and four kids. Two have since graduated now from our school system, and I have a sophomore and a seventh grader left. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm in my eighth year. Right? I
1: know. It's going to be weird.
2: It's going to be really weird. Life changes when you don't have kids
1: there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) It does. It's weird. It's like, I don't know any of you. Who are you? (laughs) What do I do with my days? I know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're here to talk. um, So explain a little bit about what. Because we're going to be talking about the Bishop of Gorman Catholic Schools. What does that mean?
2: Yes. So
1: we, (laughs) as you
2: and I were just visiting, the former Sioux Falls Catholic Schools, right? When We went through a name change a few years ago just to try to recognize or let people know that we're more than just the city of Sioux Falls. And Mm -hmm. we have students from... A lot of small communities: Montrose, uh, Brandon, Harrisburg, T. All these areas. So, does around that us.
1: include all of eastern South Dakota, or no?
2: So, it can really a student can come to us from wherever. I think the one that I think the f- in my time here, a student who commuted on a daily basis probably the farthest was Alcester. No? But we have kids Kidding. from Parker. Yeah. Sure. So, sure. just kind of depends. Um, it, it doesn't matter really where you live. It's just. Do you want to commute? Is <laughs> that right. work out for you? Yeah. Um, but we have eight schools. So in part of the brand rebranding process was, you know, when you look at our hospital systems and our clinics and you see what's all connected, right? Mm-hmm. And there seemed to still be a lot of people in our community that didn't recognize that we were a full system. Mm -hmm. Elementary, including preschool on up through high school. Everybody kind of knows O'Gorman, like that mothership there, but doesn't necessarily (laughs) know that there's other schools. Yeah, Yeah. that connect to it. So um, we kind of located like two on the west side, St. Catherine Drexel, St. Michael Elementary, two central in Christ the King and St. Mary's, and then two schools on the east side, um, St. Lambert and Holy Spirit. So six elementaries are junior high of 7th and 8th grade on the same campus as the high school, just separate building. Mm Mm-hmm. And then O'Gorman High School.
1: Okay, so, so that's, that's what's so included. We are, yes, Bishop O'Gorman Catholic Schools. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, a lot of the v- so let's debate. Okay, yes, I'm I'm forming my next question carefully. Catholic schools expensive. Uh huh. That's that's the that's, that's the, the number one out thing, there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you and those of us that tend to be Catholic might have more than just one or two kids (laughs) right yeah isn't that crazy it's wonderful isn't
2: it (laughs) that's what everybody assumes too right good catholic family lots of kids that's the common thing um yeah so i i do want to talk about that a little bit this morning because um just as an example this last year in our current school year our students have received, this is the first time we've tipped um, the $2 million mark in terms of financial assistance. No kidding. Yeah, so we're about 2,600 students. Um, and this, like I said, we've always been that 1.8, 1. something figure, but um, we're up over $2 million in terms of monies awarded to students to come. Over 40% of our kids receive some type of assistance. It could be that they simply elect to do the family discount. For those of us with multiple kids. right? um, We've done some work in recent years, too, to increase those family discount amounts um, and try to recognize that young families starting out, you know, you have daycare costs and preschool costs, and you want your kids to be in Catholic school, so how can we help you even just with the family discount? And then in terms of applying for additional tuition assistance, we try to make that as simple as we can. We Mm -hmm. get our families to apply in one one application that really kind of opens up doors to a lot of different opportunities for financial assistance. Um, so things like that to try to remove some of those barriers to for families to know that there is help out there and we don't want you to not come or even explore with us. Yep. Um, just on cost alone. Right, right. So um, a, a big piece of that we've worked with over in the last um, what it, the existence of South Dakota Partners in Education, um, that's been a big draw um, for us in terms of financial assistance, too. It's not a scholarship that we award, but it's one through the state that we work right. hard for our families who qualify.
1: And Katie Mellor is a part of that, she? Isn't? Is, she is. Yes, yeah. she
2: is. Yep. Um, and so we work really closely with them because that's a great resource for our families. Mm-hmm. That one, you do have to qualify by income and household size, but it, it's amazing. It does kind of look at those large families, like we talked about. Yeah. So it isn't just that you have to be in a low-income situation, but if you have multiple students. Yep. Um, That's been a great resource. And we have over 300 students that receive that scholarship.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just know from personal experience, um, and it's really funny because this is the second time this topic has been brought up during the show. And I always say there's themes to shows, Uh right? uh So... I got divorced when my daughter was in junior high. Yeah. And going to Catholic school, I was so worried about mm-hmm. it. And I can just remember working in with your department and financial aid of how helpful because there's a certain level of humility you have to bring in right to ask for the help. Right. right. But the the kindness and the warmth that I got from the office was just like I don't know why I was worried about that. <laughs>
2: good, good, and that's what we want people to know. Um, you know, there is an application to it, so that of course takes a little time. People yeah. have to do that, but um, I talk about that a lot. Like we want to respect the dignity of people mm-hmm. who are applying because we're all in different places, yeah. right? And things happen. Life happens. Mm-hmm. People lose jobs, and people have hardships, and there's um, health situations and things that for some people it's very temporary you know so they may just need some assistance or help more to get through kind of that that time Mm -hmm. and for some people it's it's something that they they need assistance with the entire time their kids are in school and that's okay too yep that's what it's there for that's why we have great donors and people that offer those things and we have other outside entities and resources that we're looking into to help families because we we are here to help them we want them to consider us
1: yeah so let's go back a few steps um and just being a parent yeah how important has that been for you to send your kids to catholic school it's
2: been great so so our story was um my husband and i both came from smaller communities and when I I grew up in Minnesota and was able to go to my parents' sent us to a Catholic elementary in my town of Tracy, Minnesota, which <laughs> mm-hmm. that was the only opportunity was um, kindergarten through sixth grade and then everybody went to public school. Mm-hmm. So they sacrificed and did that for five of us girls. Um, and so when we started having kids, Sioux Falls has great public schools. Yeah. My husband actually works for them. Yeah. Um, so, but to us, it was kind of wanting a smaller environment for them. Mm-hmm. And we wanted them to start out in Catholic school. And uh, to be honest, at that time, we thought we'll do elementary school and then they'll go public. Sure. Um, but the community, it is true what everybody talks about. You know, we always talk about I wish we people could feel what we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you're in there, it's hard to kind of understand that. But just the connection of knowing that other families and parents knew our kids and our teachers knew our kids yes. well, and that was yes. really a true sense of community. And for us, it kind of it brought the city of Sioux Falls down a little smaller size mm-hmm. you know, so we could have that community within our great community of Sioux Falls. Yeah, um, And it just felt right for You get for the us.
1: small-town experience in a large city. Yes. Because I went to St. Yes. Thomas More in Rapid City, Yep, and I always felt like, you know, Rapid isn't a huge city, but it's a city. Yeah. And I always just felt like I got the best of both worlds. Uh-huh. You know, I knew uh-huh. some of these kids since I was five. Right. And now we're graduating high school and we know everything about each other. Yep. You know, you get that small town feel. Yes. In a I big agree. city. I agree. Yep. So it's just invaluable. It's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful experience. So um, before we jump into... Um, we have to take a break yeah coming up here in just a minute so um i don't want to jump into new topics sure sure (laughs) (laughs) because it's like we don't have time for that (laughs) but yeah i just think it's really important and i think i'm seeing too with my daughter she's 19 now is Um, she already i know of course she is yeah Yeah. that makes sense i'm seeing like okay so she works at the mustard seed here periodically whenever yeah you know grandma needs help yep um but still, teachers from her past come in, mm-hmm. and it's just like no time mm-hmm. has passed. No, you know, it was interesting. I was um, running with a friend last week,
2: and, and she has a daughter who in, was in a play at in DAPA, um, Dakota Arts, uh, oh. performing arts, I don't know. Anyway, and she just in and she said, you know, it was amazing to see how many of our junior high teachers came to those performances. Yeah. And you know, we see Father Doty came to our kids' football game. You know, I mean, yes. it was 7th grade football game. So it's, it's really, you do really notice that those teachers... Um, are really a part of our kids' lives. They really and it matters. You know, they they pay attention to what our kids are involved in and it's so great to see them support them in yeah. everything that they're doing.
1: Yeah, one of Celia's favorite teachers in junior high actually sent her a postcard for her graduation. See, I and it's just like oh I love you.
2: And even when you know when you have kids that are gone and you have teachers that say, Oh, how are you know your kid? I want to know about yeah. your kids and how are they doing yeah. and they remember them by name and they remember things about them. I mean it's really it's yeah. really special. Well and
1: now that she's older and trying to enter the world you know uh-huh. it's always kind of uh, clumsy but um, now that she's entering the world just knowing she has that base yes. of Catholic history is yes. just so comforting yes. for a mother and support yes Yeah. well we are talking with Jenny Struck here she is from the Bishop of Gorman Catholic Schools we need to take a break when we come back more with an update from the Bishop of Gorman Schools we'll be right back <music>
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI presented by Leonardo DiFilippis of St. Luke Productions.
3: What the Magi Learned Going into the house, the Magi saw the child. Outwardly, their journey was now over. But at this point, a new journey began for them, which changed their whole lives. Deep within themselves, they felt prompted to go in search of the true justice that can only come from God. And they wanted to serve this king, to fall prostrate at his feet, and to play their part in the renewal of the world. This was where their inner journey began. It started at the very moment when they knelt down before this child and recognized him as the promised king. But they still had to assimilate these joyful gestures internally. They had to change their ideas about power, about God, and about man. And in so doing, they also had to change themselves. They had to learn to give themselves. No lesser gift would be sufficient for this king they had to learn that their lives must be conformed to this divine way of exercising power to God's own way of being. They must become men of truth, of justice, of goodness, of forgiveness, of mercy. They will have to ask, how can I serve God's presence in the world? They must learn to lose their life and in this way to find it. Having left Jerusalem behind, They must not deviate from the path marked out by the true king as they follow Jesus.
1: This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back and good morning. I am Heather Caro. Thank you for joining me. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota on this blustery fall morning. It's starting to actually feel like winter is just around the corner. Uh, we're just having a great conversation with Jenny Struck from the Bishop of Gorman Catholic School System. So thanks for joining me and we've yeah, been having a great having conversation about have. all things Catholic schools and why we think they are awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Biased, yes. <laughs> Biased, yes. So um What's going to go on this year? Do you guys have you started talking about Catholic Schools Week yet? Um, we are just starting to talk about it. So we kind of we kind of try to pick
2: some campaign themes, campaign, not okay. the political campaign that we're all living yeah. in right now, right?
1: But Thank goodness, that's I, <laughs> over today. Don't forget to go out and vote though. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: <laughs> um, so we've just talked a lot about um, kind of what we're trying to do this year. Is our Catholic School Why? So as as I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, like. So many people, you know, want to say, like, well, what's so special about Catholic schools, and why do you go there? And it's a feeling. So much of it is a feeling, Mm -hmm. and that's hard to emote to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're just, we're out there, and we're kind of talking to our students, we're talking to our parents, we're talking to our teachers and faculty and staff to say, what's your Catholic school, why? So that's kind of what I just told you about mine, you know, our my personal family, I would say our experience. And then I just mentioned to you, my oldest actually has come back now and is teaching (laughs) in our system, which is crazy. But it's just awesome that, you know, um, that he wanted to do that and that this is a special place for him to want to come back and teach. But it's been fun to hear comments from parents. everybody, you know, different reason as to why they make the sacrifice, right, to send their kids to Catholic school. And our teachers, because um, there's a lot of, you know, conversation out there, too, are our teachers making what they should make and, right. you know, compared to other professions and even other public schools. How school did that day. campaign go? The last
1: time we had somebody yeah. on, they d- were talking about the Tuesdays for Teachers. Yeah,
2: so that's ongoing right now, Okay, um, and it's great. Okay.
1: I mean, I think we had a lot
2: of support behind that. We've had some families that step up have stepped up to do a match. Um, wow! So it's it's great. Um, I think the response is really good on Tuesdays. You know, there's. I think today is the Pizza Ranch, so if you can go out Don't and forget. get lunch or dinner at Pizza Ranch <laughs> and support our teachers, there's a percentage that goes back to this right. to that um, campaign. Um, but it's brought in a good awareness, you know, and mm-hmm. I just think a value to. What we do have in our great teachers um, and how can we support them? Yep. So, um, and there's great testimonials from our teachers as to why they teach in our school system. Yeah. So, that My Catholic School Why, hopefully you'll be seeing that out there and, and hearing some of those reasons. What is your why? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it is. It's fun. So, you know, um, hopefully you'll just kind of see as we're marketing things for enrollment, which you talk about Catholic Schools Week, then I always feel like that's sort of a springboard to us re-enrolling and, and talking about enrollment for the next year. Which is hard to believe. But oh my gosh, Like feels like in <laughs> some hands school just started and here I was. This is kind of a crazy time because I feel like I operate in two years. You know, we're right. in the current year and then my job and we're already looking forward to next year. Yeah. So we um, generally give our families um, about a week to re-enroll. Okay. Um, I should have those dates in my mind, but I believe it's November 9th. We'll start that. Not November 9th, excuse me, February 9th. And then a week later, we're going to try something a little different this year and hopefully allow our parish families to have a few days to enroll before we open that up to the general public. And part of the reason we're doing that um, is because we've seen great numbers in our preschools this year. Oh, really? And our preschool is the one area in which we cap. So we keep those ratios small, um, student to teacher. We like to follow like a 10 to 1 in our 3s and 4s and a 12 to 1 in our 5-year-old preschools. And if you have paid attention to anything happening in our city... I
1: haven't, actually. So, so daycare... I'm and, a 19-year-old, yeah, I Yeah, right? You don't have to. <laughs> don't yeah, it's, pay attention. Co- it's an okay place to be. But yeah.
2: really, our city is struggling with... Um, daycare really? right now and the needs for daycare and, and some of that I think came obviously from COVID mm-hmm. um, also that we're growing mm-hmm. um, but through COVID I think a lot of people also saw the stress of daycare closures and even like having to close a room, staffing, it all comes back to staffing and how hard that is the right common, now and the what's happening issue. right mm. in our city um, so I'm, I'm happy to say if, for us that our, you know, preschools have obviously stayed open. Um, but we have met capacity as in a number of our preschools wow. in most all of our elementary schools this year. So we are looking at that and saying, you know, we really have to prepare because next year probably won't be any different. We have 425 preschoolers in our school system this year, which is huge. That is <coughs> huge. We've had over 400 a few different times, but this is the biggest we've had quite in quite some, some years. Um, but for anybody that's interested or anybody that's looking for saying oh gosh you know maybe it is time for my child to get into preschool we offer a lot of options we offer part-time um a three-year-old would come a couple mornings a week four-year-old three mornings a week fives usually are four to five days a week but then for those that that need that full-time care Mm -hmm. um our kiddos can be there from Six forty-five or seven in the morning until six at night. Really, we have seen a greater need for our own families to have that full-time care. Yeah, I would think so. I think a lot
1: of two-parent families. Right. Yeah, are working. working. Yeah, Uh yeah, yeah. So that's that's exciting. I I still find it strange that three-year-olds go to preschool, but right. So. You're going to open up enrollment, and then usually what fills up first is the preschool classes. Yeah,
2: so that's usually the time-sensitive one. Um, okay, and people get a little angst, you know, about am I going to get a spot? And um, so here's what I would say too: is we have on our website ognights.org, nights with a K. Um, we do have the opportunity; you can go under admissions and inquire anytime. But mm-hmm. that helps um, us to know that you're interested so that we can make sure you get all of our information in terms of when enrollment is open and what information you should have um, when you want to go and and start an application or enrollment. Um, uh, so, so that helps if you can go ahead and put an inquiry out there. And then it's kind of a couple parts. We then have families do an actual application. We accept that and then we have you complete the rest of the enrollment. So, um, yeah, it's busy time come yeah. February. Everybody <laughs> wants to get in and jump in on that preschool because it's, you know, and for a lot of parents who haven't experienced it, it's a little nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what exactly I, I need to do. Am I done? What are the steps I need? Right. Um, in our system, a, a student just has to be three by October. No, excuse me, November 1st okay. to start school that year. Um, They have to be fully potty trained. Sometimes we have
1: a little trouble with that. Our parents get nervous. Every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah, They (laughs) give it their best effort in the summer. (laughs) My sister's going through that right now. God bless her. (laughs) Yep, yep.
2: But every kid's different, you know, and everybody comes at a little different time. But um, I would say go ahead and apply, you know. Yeah. If in the end they're not ready, they're not ready. And that's not a big deal. Right. You're not out really anything just to say we're not quite ready yet. Yep. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So, So if they want that six to six, you know, all day, do they need to be enrolled in a preschool program? Yes. So, that's an
2: excellent question. Thank you for saying that. We don't have daycare. That's right. right. So, it is a preschool program. And then our terminology is preschool is the curriculum time that they're in together. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything outside of that would be considered preschool plus. So, what that is, is it's you know, a three-year-old, we need to work on a lot of social skills mm-hmm. and in times like that. How do you How do you be friends with other people? How do you learn to listen to... I think
1: to we all to- use those lessons. <laughs> we all should go back for a couple of days, right? A couple of days a week. Um, but it's, and then and we, we get just, nap time. Yeah. That would be the best. We're fed lunch. Right? We're fed snacks. We get naps. All right. We're starting a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. Um, but, and then, you know,
2: that just grows. Like, and then all geared toward kindergarten readiness Mm -hmm. so really what we want is once our kiddos start kindergarten that they're they're ready and all the things of like how do you listen to instructions how do you line up some of those things are already (laughs) behind them so that when they get to kindergarten they're really ready to learn yeah um so any bit of preschool that you can expose your child to ahead of kindergarten is is really helping them out
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i had i had an only child so uh going to preschool and and Montessori schools and things yeah. like that was so valuable because it was just like hurting cats. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not for me. I always say when I go to a tour of the preschool, God bless our teachers because they have a kind of patience I was not blessed with.
1: <laughs> but they're adorable and they, they love are. to be
2: there. My granddaughter said the other night going to bed, we pray at school and I love it. Aww. And I thought, oh my gosh, what an impact that makes that that's the piece that you know, she comes back with so. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Jenny, we only have like about three minutes yeah, left. Yeah. Anything else going on at Gorman that you would like to chat about?
2: Oh, what do we want to talk about? Um, we're in a, we're actually in our um, working on a strategic plan right now, so that's well, big. That so that's fancy. fun. It <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds fancy to get have some direction, right? <laughs> but it's a great opportunity for us to sort of just, um, you know, look at not only like what are we doing. Why mm-hmm. are we doing it? And talking about the mission and what do we want to do in the future? So mm. what are some things that we really want to focus on in the next five years? Enrollment's a piece of that. Yep. Teachers, teacher salaries, all those things are a piece of it. Um, but it's fun. It's kind of a fun time when you get people from your community. You get to come together with different staff people and just sort of evaluate the process. Um so it's good, and it, it's it's good for me. I always feel like you know you can have a lot of different things spinning at one time, and this mm-hmm. sort of helps you to pick the big things, yeah, and
1: say this is really where our fo- focus needs to be, yeah, reevaluate it all, yeah. So it's good to do that. So is this tied at all to or you know to the Bishop's set ablaze? Interesting campaign? that you say
2: that. Tied, not really, but we know that there will be some things obviously that mm-hmm. um, cross over, right? Right. So. Um, because all six of our elementary schools are tied to a parish. Right. So what does that look like when some of these parishes combine? Right. Um, so two different things, but we know they'll be connected and yeah. sort of intertwined just because of, you know, our great priests and, and people that have been in our schools and what yeah. will that look like for them and how yeah. do we support them and what they're doing. and It's
1: always good to things. evaluate
2: yeah, it is. It is, and it and just to see the true connection between. You know, we're not just a standalone school system. Yeah, we're a, a greater part of our diocese and mm-hmm. our. You know. Church's missions, too. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Jenny, thanks for joining me today. Thanks
2: for having it's me. Been it's too been too long. To be I'll we'll have to I do love this being more in often. <laughs> yeah, really. I, anytime.
1: <laughs> All right, folks, we got to take a quick break. We were just chatting with Jenny Struck from the Bishop of Gorman Catholic School System. When we come back, we're going to be talking about spiritual direction a great topic and lots to learn from Terry Kemmer. She's up next. You're listening to Real Presence Live. More when I come back